Welcome to a movement of kindness and empathy. You're listening to Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast. Embarking on a mission to unite our city under the banner of compassion, we're one among 440 cities around the globe standing together to build a more compassionate world. Now introducing the man leading the charge, your host, Will Rucker. Welcome to Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast. I'm Will Rucker, and I am so excited for this very special episode. To kick off our brand new season, we are doing something we've never done before. If you're a loyal listener, you know that collective impact is at the core of everything we do here at Compassionate Las Vegas. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome aboard. At Compassionate Las Vegas, we believe in the power of coming together. That's why in this special episode, we're joining forces with none other than CityCast Las Vegas. If you want to stay in the know about all of the incredible happenings in our vibrant city, then you are in for a treat. Make sure to subscribe to CityCast Las Vegas wherever you get your podcast for a daily dose of the pulse of this remarkable city, featuring insights from some of the most amazing contributors around. Are you ready to embark on this journey of compassion with us? Then let's dive right in. Welcome to Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast, CityCast Las Vegas edition. And now here's Vogue Robinson to lead the way. Last year, North Las Vegas made history and elected Pamela Goins Brown the first Black mayor in the entire state. She ran on an economic development platform. So how's it going so far? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I sit down with Mayor Goins Brown to hear about exciting new changes and some growing pains too in North Las Vegas. We talk about affordable housing, what's happening with the sinking Windsor Park neighborhood, and what she loves about the city she grew up in. It's Tuesday, May 16th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Welcome, Mayor Goins Brown to CityCast Las Vegas. How are you? I am doing wonderful, and thank you for having me on today. I'm super excited. Me too. I have lived in North Las Vegas the majority of my decade here, so I'm I'm excited. Awesome. <laughs> like, Yay! <laughs> over the top. So yeah, I want to start with talking about your vision for the new downtown North Las Vegas project, because I got to attend the State of the City and to see the beautiful way kind of you were ushered in. But let's talk about that project. So you've got the new downtown North Las Vegas project, and how will it help residents outside of entertainment and food? Well, this is one of our largest redevelopment projects in the city of North Las Vegas to date. Um, we are super excited about it because, you know, people will drive by and say, does North Las Vegas even have a downtown area? And I'm like, well, yeah, we do. It mm. hasn't been clearly defined. And so we are certainly changing that blueprint. So it's going to be a redevelopment of approximately 19 acres that's in our downtown area, which is the Lake Mead Las Vegas Boulevard corridor. It's going to be called the North Las Vegas Gateway is the current title, um, okay. and it will have its mixed use project. Um, it's a master plan like commercial, medical, healthcare facilities, shops, restaurants, parks, multifamily housing and community spaces. And so we wanted to give people a reason to get off at that Lake Mead exit off the I-15 coming um, okay. north and south to say, let's go see what's downtown North Las Vegas. 
Ah, okay. That that makes the location definitely make more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why do you feel like redevelopment is important for North Las Vegas in that area? Because it's over, it's long overdue. Um, this is one of our mature areas of the city. It also houses our state-of-the-art city hall building and some, you know, our Maya cinemas and some grocery stores and some other medical facilities and shops. So we just need to bolster that and increase that. And because we need places for our residents to be able to go where they're not driving 20, 30 minutes to some other location to get their, their needs met. And so they can do it right here in our own downtown area. While you're planning that new downtown project, I'm curious about the immediate needs of our population. I was reading earlier about the Paradise uh, senior homes and how they're they're going to need to relocate. So why not build some more affordable housing units kind of in that area? Well, affordable housing, that's that mixed use component of it will absolutely be part of this blueprint. Um, right down in our downtown area, we have currently is a, a Rose Garden, which is a senior apartments and it's a large housing development. There's like 120 different units, affordable units for those residents in North Las Vegas. We've created almost over the last close to a decade, about a thousand affordable units in North Las Vegas. And then we offer um, our North Las Vegas down payment assistance program. And that's helped dozens of families Hmm. with their first homes that probably would not be able to qualify for a home otherwise. And that's huge in, in my eyes because that's the American dream, so to speak, that's your claim to wealth is when, when you're able to own your home. And that just also gives you so much pride in yourself and what you can provide for your families. Yeah, absolutely. And like currently Lake Mead West, where the old Texas site used to be, hmm. it's in Ward 2 and it's nearing completion. That's 156 affordable family units that will be coming into North Las Vegas. June 28th is the actual grand opening. So, I mean, we've got that affordable housing. Sounds like we're doing a lot of great work to to make that happen. So and I, I would be, when I think about North Las Vegas, like I asked my friends on Facebook, like, do y'all have questions for the mayor? And people didn't have questions. They were like, oh, I love North Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But when I think about what is the drama surrounding North Las Vegas, what it really boils down to for me is like the Windsor Park conversation. Sure. So, I mean, these homes have been sinking since the 1990s, but have still been bought and sold as recently as 2020. Sure. Can you tell me like why sales weren't prohibited? Sales are not prohibited simply because if there's a private home owner, a city can't come in and say, you can't do that because this is your property. You have realtors or you have shady brokers out there who will purchase the land just because they want to flip the land because they want to make a profit off it. Even though they're technically supposed to disclose those things, yeah. I don't think they're doing that. And that's just um, unfortunate. It's disheartening to find out that you have people out there that just want to make a deal to make a quick buck with, with a home in there. And I just want to dispel that all of the homes in Windsor Park do not fall under one category. There are homes in there that are inhabit that are habitable, some that are not, that have gone through the trauma um, since this division, this, these houses were built in the early 60s. And so that's how far it goes back. So there's a long history with Windsor Park. We talked about earlier that pride people have. You get to own your own home. And so then here's something that really starts your generational wealth and makes you feel secure. Um, when I think about that, it, it's such an unfortunate situation. It really is. But we were going through the archives and according to a Nevada Current article, they're saying the city of North Las Vegas has taken no action to notify prospective buyers in the neighborhood of the sinking or of any of the city imposed limitations. What's your response to that? I would say that is not an accurate statement. The city of North Las Vegas, as far 
I, I came on council in 2011 and I have been involved with Windsor Park in one aspect or another. And so there, there was a program earlier on where, you know, buyouts were taken by some of the residents and they have since relocated to other houses or wherever they decided to move. And so those funds are still on the table. However, the funds right now, what we're working on, and we're so tied into HUD regulations and what we can and cannot do with, with the land over there. And so we are currently actively pursuing ways that we can increase funding through HUD. And it's just an unfortunate thing that happened when when during probably segregation times back in the 60s, that this is where we're going to build for people of color in the city of North Las Vegas and in Las Vegas, put them there. So is there anything that the city of Las Vegas can do when we're talking about the shady realtors who are not disclosing information? Is there a step that can be put into the process so that these places stop being sold? That would be a regional issue that would have to be tackled um, through the legislature. And I can just use myself as an example. You know, you're signing so many documents and when you're signing those papers, it, it could be in there. I don't know. I doubt it. But the fine print, you're so excited to you. Want, you know, I want those keys to my house. Let me just sign, sign, sign. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had to end up suing our builders. And I live probably three minutes away from Windsor Park just for some shady um, construction practices. But we had to go through that process. We had no idea that I had water leaking through walls in my house. And I had no idea until, you know, this was brought to our attention that there's something wrong. And so you just have to be vigilant and stay on top of it. And you just sad to say you you want to trust those realtors and those people, but you have to read between the line as well and know that small print. And oftentimes I don't look at some of that sometimes because I'm just happy to I'm purchasing a home. Let me sign my name on this line. Yes. Uh, several pages, you know, like New York, you have a lawyer present <laughs> when wow. you buy in property. Yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah. I've seen how it used to be rather, but out here it's very different. Very different. So one of the things I feel like I've noticed about North Las Vegas is that I feel like there's a lack of investment in the arts, like that we could have a bit more public art and maybe some more art galleries. So do you feel like that's something that can be increased? You know, I would absolutely agree with that. That will increase somewhat in our downtown area with, especially with our public spaces. We have commissioned with several artists just to to beautify some areas, especially around our pools and some of our mature park areas. Um, And so that's just been tremendous that we're attracting local talent. And oh my gosh, the local talent that's out there is just amazing. So much out there, so much potential that we need to tap into. Absolutely. So in going to the state of the city, that first, that opening video talked about how in 2013, the city of North Las Vegas was almost taken over by the state, Mm -hmm. uh, which to me sounds frightening. And so Obviously, a lot of work was done to make sure that North Las Vegas remained. And so why is it important for North Las Vegas to remain an independent entity? Well, we are the third largest municipality city in in the state of Nevada. The main answer to that question is it's all about what's best for the constituents and the residents in North Las Vegas. They put their faith and trust in, in their government and we cannot fail them. This is the place that they have chosen to to live and raise their families, and they deserve a city that's thriving, a city that their bond ratings are A plus, not junk bond status anymore, a city where they can grow. They, you know, they have great schools, they have great shops, great restaurants, all of the amenities right here in their own jurisdiction. And so 
That's what we strive to do. And what is a bond rating? A bond rating just gives you more power to borrow so that you can increase your economic development blueprint. If you're in a junk bond, no one's going to trust you. Say, okay, you can put this building up, but how is it going to sustain itself? So it's just like it gives you more borrowing power, basically. Uh-huh. It's city credit. Correct. Yeah, well, this, this, it's government yes. credit. There you go. <laughs> so that you can build more, but are you Absolutely. trustworthy? Okay. Yes. yes. I got you. So in that, in that fight, I mean, why didn't y'all give up? You know, you, you could have allowed for it to be taken over. So what makes North Las Vegas so important for it to maintain and remain? Because my, my motto or saying is failure is not an option. It's like when you have, I'll just use this example. I'm a mom. I have two boys that depend on me to make sure that they're okay and that they're safe and that they're growing. I have 275,000 people that now I'm responsible for to make sure that they are safe, make Mm. sure that they are living happily, that they have all the amenities that they need, that they get all the services that they should have. And so we were not going to let that pass us by and we are not going to fail at getting this thing right. Yeah. You know, when I look at like the map of North Las Vegas, to me, it looks like there's a bite missing from what is our jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And really, it's the historic West Side. It's a historically Black neighborhood. And to me, it feels like maybe it could have or should have been a part of North Las Vegas. Do you think the historic West Side would be better served if it was part of our city? Well, part of a portion of North Las Vegas is in the historic West Side. Mm -hmm. And that is because our boundaries start at Lake Mead Boulevard. Yeah. And then we go north. Um, and so a portion of that is the historic West Side. And, and that is what we are currently working with, with the city of Las Vegas and Clark County to tell the story and tell the history of the historic West Side. We're working with the LVCVA, which is the Las Vegas Convention and Business Authority, to tell, you know, give tourists a reason to come to the historic West Side and see what we have to offer here. And so we are working on a historic trail as well. Um, to bring people across that boundary into the historical parts of North Las Vegas that have been on the, you know, the books forever. So I, I want to get all up in your business. <laughs> you can get all up in my business. Okay. Yay. <laughs> so you're, you're in such an amazing position. Like you're yes. living and making history because yes. you're the first black woman mayor in the entire state of Nevada. Yes. How has the community responded? I think the community, if you look at the results from the election, um, it was 67.4, 64.7% of the vote went to me. And so that just, first of all, I'm forever grateful, so humbled. And I'm just so, so, so thankful that people have their faith and their trust in my leadership skills to be able to move from council to the mayor's office. And I wouldn't trade my life for the world right now because I am having such an amazing time. And I just want to do the best job that I can possibly do. And I'm not going to let people down because they, they're trusting in me. And it just it's a great feeling to know that that I have that just like I have a big blanket wrapped around me, such a huge support system. So one of the things I, I love is like your family story, because you're following in the footsteps of your father, Theron Goins. Mm-hmm. And 1981, he became the first black man elected to the public body. And so now we have you. What has been your family's response to you holding this title? They are just overjoyed to the moon. And like for the first couple months, I think when I went to my mom's house, I'd open the door and she cried. I'm like, that's my baby. I'm like, mom, you, you stop crying. She's just, <laughs> I'm just so proud of you. And now, you know, my dad, um, he's 93 now. He 
has been diagnosed with dementia for years now, but just when you think he doesn't know what's going on, he's right there with you. He mm. reads everything that comes in the house. He may read it over and over again, but he's he's excited as, as well. And I just hope I am making him proud, just like I was so proud of him during his council time. Um, my husband, I think like there's a suit that comes in the mail or he orders so many suits. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I have to be ready to go when it's time to go. And so I call <laughs> him my road dog because he loves to get dressed up and go places and accompany me to, to various events when he can. So it just takes that kind of support to be able to sustain this kind of job because there are some days you're just like, whew. But um, I, I, I wouldn't change my life for the world right now. I absolutely love serving this constituents of North Las Vegas. Mayor Glance Brown, you're not new to the city of North Las Vegas. You've been a resident since the 60s, okay? Yes. You know the city. So what's your perfect day in North Las Vegas if you're not working? Let's um, pretend. If I'm not working? Oh, I'm working <laughs> every day. Work. I know. Um, in a world. In the world, I like to just drive around and see because like I get a stack of letters when old new businesses open to sign them and to welcome them. So I actually like to drive around and see where they are because things are happening so fast. I will go, okay, so when did that happen? Or when did that happen? So I like to go out and explore the city and look at all the new houses. I actually like to go just walk through model homes just to just to look me at those. Too. It's relaxing to me. Um, and then so we've we've added so many new eat places and restaurants. So I'm trying to try all of those. So I like to go to little places like that. Yeah. Craig Grange Park is probably my favorite outdoor space. Yes. Like it's like I feel like it's like the crown jewel, Loki. <laughs> we, we we call it the crown jewel as well. Oh, um, what? Yes, it's it's over 177 acres of park, and you know the amphitheater. I absolutely love because if there's a concert, I am there. Um, I just like to go to outdoor concerts. I just like the vibe and the people. It's just a fun experience. You know, we have a state of the art um, the skateboard park there as well. We're expanding it at park and putting in more playground equipment and soccer fields or multi-purpose purpose feels in in Craig Ranch and then just all the green spaces and the gazebos and the barbecue pits so just a perfect place to plan something for your family one of the places that ended up being like a go-to spot especially early in the pandemic uh -huh. was the drive-through movie <laughs> like we were so excited to be able to go to the drive-in because there are so few places I think out here that has a drive-in and I think that's one of I don't know where there is another drive-in theater because that one has been there as long as I remember going to the movie theater, the drive-in when I was a child. And so love going there. Yeah, it works. It does. So, yeah, I guess if if there's one like small thing you want to add or just like your favorite thing about North Las Vegas, if you want to share that and then we can wrap. I think the most exciting thing about me is since I've been here since the early 60s, I feel like the city has grown up with me. And I now get to be a part of that change and that growth, which just gives me such great joy to see the transformation of North Las Vegas from when I remember. Um, so that's just huge. And then I'm just excited that I get to stamp the approval of a lot of things that happen in North Las Vegas. And so I'm a part of that transformation. I'm a part of that change. I'm a part of that growth. Mm. And what do you think has changed the most in North Las Vegas? I think what has changed the most is, I know it's a large umbrella, but the economic development blueprint that we are able to have services right here in our own community where I'm not having to travel outside of my boundaries to get the things that I need and go places that I need to go to eat, to shop, to play, to go to the parks, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Healthcare too. Those, that <laughs> yes. New... yes. 
And then another goal is that we are looking at to bring our more mature parks in compliance with, I want to feel like I'm in paradise, whether I'm in an older neighborhood or I'm in a newer neighborhood. And so we're going to work very hard to work on our mature parks in North Las Vegas. All right. I look forward to it. Well, Mayor Goins Brown, thank you so much for making time for CityCast Las Vegas. And we'll talk to you again soon. This has been Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast. I'm Will Rucker, inviting you back next week for a brand new episode filled with inspiration where we amplify hope and lift up compassion. And as I always remind you, you are not just a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop and what you do matters. So live compassionately. I'll see you next time.